If you have ever attended a preschool graduation, you know they are full of excitement, a few surprises, and plenty of pictures. The parents want to capture each and every precious moment so they can put them in the rehearsal dinner slideshow in a couple decades. And they are so proud when their child walks across the stage and receives his or her diploma, and then the director of the preschool hands the child a microphone and says, what do you want to be when you grow up? Well, I was attending our four-year-old graduation for our child development center when the children walked across the front of the room to answer that very question. And many of the answers were what you would expect. That when I grow up, I want to be a nurse. When I grow up, I want to be a teacher. When I grow up, I want to be a firefighter. And parents smiled from ear to ear as everyone clapped and applauded. And you could tell grandparents could not wait to go to lunch to tell their friends what their grandchild said. But then there were some answers you might not anticipate. That when I grow up, I want to be Wonder Woman. When I grow up, I want to be an animal adventurer. And my favorite, when I grow up, I want to be king. I wonder if he imagined sitting on a throne with servants bringing him peanut butter and jelly sandwiches whenever he wanted. That when we're young, it is so good to dream big, without any limits in front of you. But as we grow up, we learn how to dream differently. And Jesus certainly dreamed differently. That he was the Messiah, the anticipated king of Israel, but he did not dream of servants. He envisioned service to others. And when he called the first disciples and they started to travel around the region of Galilee, they were learning from him what it looked like to serve others as he would teach in the synagogues and care for the sick. That as they were walking down the road, he would stop and listen to people. He would go visit them at their house. He would offer them comfort and heal their pain. And as he did, crowds started to gather. And there was that day where he wandered a little ways up the hill at the edge of the mountain. So he was elevated above everyone and they could see him from where he was standing. And he talked about the beatitude. That blessed are the poor in spirit. And those who mourn, the meek, 
those who hunger for righteousness, the merciful, the pure in heart, the peacemakers, and those who are persecuted. That Jesus reorganizes our priorities and reverses our assumptions where the rich and those who celebrate and those who are without need and the strong, the fighter, and those in power are not the ones who are blessed. As we might assume that Jesus was less interested in success and more focused on compassion because he knew that all of those things in the Beatitudes create community, hope, and mercy, which is blessed. That as we are growing up and learning how to dream, that alongside of that, we have to learn how to pay attention. That it is, as the poet Mary Oliver writes, attention is the beginning of devotion. That we can learn to dream in the way Jesus dreamed, by paying attention to those priorities of the Beatitudes, which is difficult. Because there is so much that wants to grab and steal our attention. That we were on a college tour earlier this year, walking around campus where the tour guide is pointing out everything that's impressive and interesting, and then walking you through all the various buildings on the campus. And one of the buildings that she took us to was the business school. And it was like many business schools. You walk through the front doors and it opens up to this large gathering space. And up there on the wall was this large digital ticker. That going across it was every price of every stock on the New York Stock Exchange. A barrage of numbers and letters. And it reminded me how our lives are always tied to what is happening elsewhere. That we get constant notifications. We receive a barrage of news headlines. That right there at our fingertips, we are confronted with so much information that we know what is happening on the other side of the world as much as or more than we know what is happening on the other side of our town. And as we were standing there in that large gathering space, the tour guide said, now you can't trust that digital ticker that apparently, since you could see that digital ticker from all sorts of classrooms in the business school, they had to alter it, creating a five-minute delay because too many students were busy buying and selling stocks in class instead of paying attention to the teacher. 
that there is so much that grabs our attention away from us. And we have to learn to pay attention in the ways that Jesus paid attention. It is also hard in part because the Beatitudes, admittedly, sound a little odd. But it is, as the Apostle Paul writes, the message about the cross is foolishness. That how can the cross, a sign of defeat, now be a sign of success. It's because Jesus rearranges our priorities and reverses our assumptions. It's why we pay attention to what the world ignores. It's why we hold up compassion as strength instead of power and influence. And it's why we pay attention to the vulnerable and teach our children to do the same. That it is a blessed foolishness. And perhaps one of the first games that we learn after peekaboo is I spy, that sitting there in the pediatrician's waiting room after we have already counted the fish in the aquarium about five different times, or sitting there at the table in a restaurant, we finished the coloring sheet and we've already asked, when is the food coming? That our parent can tell our patience is beginning to wane. So our parent says, I spy with my little eye something orange. And if there's a lot of orange in the room, it can be hard to figure out what your parent spies. That you start scanning the room and making guesses. It is a game about paying attention. And the first time you play in the car... You quickly learn you can't I spy something outside of the car. It's too difficult. That we learn to pay attention what is in front of us. And it's one way that we can teach our children how to pay attention in the ways that Jesus paid attention. That I spy with my little eye someone who is hurting and grieving. And how can we offer them comfort? That I spy with my little eye someone who is affected by the pain of poverty And what should we do? That I spy with my little eye 
someone who is difficult for me to get along with, and how should we respond? That we can learn to pay attention in all the ways that Jesus paid attention so that we can foster hope. And we can cultivate love. And we can serve the needs of others. Because I spy with my little eye the blessed grace of God. Amen.